Hi, this is Tony Dennison, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson Law Author guest Barry Livingston. Barry's book, The Importance of Being Ernie, is the story of his life and career before, during, and after My Three Sons, and is filled with great stories not only about My Three Sons, but about Barry's encounters with the likes of Myrna Loy. Carl Malden, John Cassavetes, Elvis Presley, Robert Downey Jr., Lucille Ball, David Jansen, Forrest Whitaker, and Adam Sandler. You can find the importance of being Ernie in bookstores everywhere, as well as Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and the importance of being Ernie.com. Barry, a few, a few years ago, I worked on a memoir uh, about a young man's addiction to cocaine. So I understand a little bit about drug addiction and bottoming out. As, as you talk about in the importance of being Ernie, you had a problem yourself, and, and you're very you're very straightforward about it. What was bottoming out for you? Well, yeah, there was a lot of uh, things happening in my life at that time. Actually, I mean, personal things in addition to uh, my career, just being confused. I didn't know whether it was gone completely, whether it was. Uh, you know, well, if I can, should continue to pursue uh, a career in show business, should I just go back to school? Um, you know, the disillusionment of, of, of feeling like people that you thought were your friends no longer return your phone calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just can't even sometimes get on a, a studio lot anymore. Uh, you know, those are those are mind games and head trips that you have to wrap your head around, and it could be obviously a, a little depressing and. And the era that I grew up in, you know, was the 70s. And the 70s in Hollywood, you know, just quite frankly, were, were rife with drugs. I mean, and, and you could, you know, you could soft soap that now and look back on it and go, oh, you know, it wasn't everywhere. Well, in the circles that I ran in, and I was certainly aspiring to be part of the current trend and hip group of actors that were coming up, uh, the Jack Nicholsons and the Warren Beatty's and the Dustin Hoffman's, that was, you know, synonymous with the 60s and the whole new culture that was kind of taking over film, the Dennis Hoppers. And, and, you know, so I wanted to be part of that scene. You know, rightly or wrongly, hey, whatever, that scene was pretty much fueled by a lot of drugs. And, you know, so whatever, you make a mistake or you're not, you, you jump into that and that's where things are happening. Uh, but, yeah, personally, eventually, you know, I mean, it did take me too long to figure out, personally, it wasn't working for me. You know, I just didn't feel like, I didn't feel good, you know, I just didn't feel good in the mornings. Yeah. Um, so that, fortunately for me, recognized that warning sign and I went, you know what, I think I'm going to stop smoking cigarettes and I think I'm going to put down the the cocaine straw and stop smoking weed and see what happens. You know, what's the, the line of you keep repeating, doing the same things and expecting different results? Yeah. So, you know, I kind of realized... I'm going to try to do something different. Maybe the results will be will be better. At that time, too, my mother was, was very, very ill. In fact, she passed away yeah. kind of in the, at the end of the 70s, which is when I was probably at my lowest point in terms of grappling with, with all the forces in my life that seemed to be pulling me down. So that didn't, you know, that obviously wasn't, wasn't helping me either to, to feel good about life and, and my future. So, yeah, it all kind of came to a head around the time she passed away, which was 79. Yeah. Um, and around that time, it just you know, not long before that, maybe maybe not long after that, I can't recall. It was it was in that time. <laughs> so I went, you know what? I'm making a change here. Uh, and, you know, plain and simple too. I thought, hey, if I keep on this road, I'm going to lose my house. Yeah. I mean, because it eats up a hell of a lot of money, and you know, I'm still making pretty decent bucks from from residuals. 
Two Sons was in syndication mm-hmm. at that point. Uh, so, you know, I was I was still looking at it from a practical standpoint of going, yeah, I got to you know lower my expenses here. And what what can I cut out? Well, yeah, I think I can cut out that two hundred dollar a week cocaine habit. Yeah. That, that might help. So that's the decisions that I made, and uh, yeah, I'm really uh, trying to document all that in my book, you know, because I think it's helpful for, for people who are maybe have those those kind of uh, influences that are dragging their life down or pushing it into areas that are not healthy. Um, so you know, you have to make a stand. You have to make a decision, and and hopefully you get better results from it. And, more often than not, you will. Barry's book being The Importance of Being Ernie, The Importance of Being Ernie, which you can find in bookstores everywhere, as well as Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and wherever books are sold online. Uh, this is apropos of nothing, Barry, but let me ask the question anyway. Down the line, uh, you had an opportunity to work with both Charlie Sheen and Robert Downey Jr. Did your experience... Uh, with addiction make you sympathetic to their to what they were going through well I, you know i didn't discuss any of that with them personally mm-hmm. uh but i certainly respect the fact that like downey really put his uh, life back in order and you know and, and again he had a very high profile much more high see my my era of drug addiction and all that went completely under the radar mm-hmm. talk about it now and but uh nobody was following me around with a camera or you know everyone today has a phone with a camera and you know you can't escape um so you know uh but downey really you know again he of course he went to jail too you know mm-hmm. and he had some pretty serious things that that pushed him uh you know pretty hard to to get his life clean and straight Robert was funny. We were, I did a film with him called Zodiac with, mm-hmm. with David Fincher. Actually, I did uh, The Social Network, Academy Award-winning film with David Fincher mm-hmm. as well, after Zodiac. But when we were doing Zodiac, and I said to Robert, Robert, we were working on this big, at, at this old U.S. post office annex. It's abandoned down in L.A., but they had built a gigantic set for the San Francisco Chronicle, mm-hmm. um, the newspaper. And But you couldn't get to the bathroom. If you left the set to go to the bathroom, you'd be back in a half an hour. It was the slowest elevator ever made. It, was, it seemed like a half a mile away. So to save money and not, not, not hold up production, you, you literally have to get a can and go in the back of the set and find some dark corner and, and, and take a leak. And so at the end of the day, you know, Robert would come out and he'd have his can, his U-band can in his hand, and he'd... You know, jokingly would make this big announcement, please, you know, I'm letting everyone and anyone and everyone know there isn't coffee grounds in this can, you know, <laughs> uh, and uh, open at your own risk. Uh, and I went up to it and said, hey, Robert, I said, I, you know, I, I think, you know, that, that can there, you might be able to sell that on eBay, you know, crazy <laughs> things they're selling, you know, sell there. And he said, no, oh, no, 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 you know, wouldn't, wouldn't, get, wouldn't make a dime on it. Totally clean. So good for him. He was straight and clean and, and uh, another guy who has such terrific talent. Good for him and good for you. Zodiac was not your first experience working in San Francisco, Barry. You know, many, many years prior to that, uh, you did an episode of Streets in San Francisco, which was memor- uh, memorable for two reasons. One, you had a chance to meet and learn from uh, Carl Malden, and two, you learned how to drive a stick shift. <laughs> well, yeah, I, you know, on the fly, I, I told the producers when I got cast in the role, I knew they were shooting in San Francisco. I knew what the streets, you know, they're these, these drop-offs that look like you're going off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I knew in the script it said, I'm driving an old 1950s pickup truck. Well, you know, I thought, I don't recall too many of those with automatic transmissions. So I told them, I said, look, 
please, when I get up there, make sure if you want me to be driving an old truck in this, this show, in this episode, you know, it better be an automatic because I don't know how to drive a stick. And they say, oh, don't worry, don't worry. Yeah, sure, sure. So, you know, of course, I get up there, fly up, on, you know, arrive on the set, and I look at this this truck that looks like it was put together by committee, a drunken committee, you know, every every panel on the truck was a different color. The insides, you can see, were like all hanging down. So I went, oh boy, that doesn't look like an automatic transmission truck. And sure enough, I went over and looked in, and three panels, you know, accelerator, brake, and clutch, and I was like, oh, geez. So then they go, okay, you know, we got to do the scene where you're driving down this hill, and so I'm going, hey, guess what? I don't know how to drive a stick. I told them, and they're going, oh, no, well, we better get a stunt guy to, like, teach you real quick. And anybody who learned how to, you know, drive a stick ship will remember you don't learn really quickly. You don't learn on the first, you know, you got to do it. You got to get That's practice right. in it. But there was no time for that. So they stuck me in the truck after about, you know, sitting with a prop guy for about, I mean, a stunt man for about a half an hour trying to work me through the column shifter and the pedals and I thought, oh crap, you know, this is it. I'm, you know, so they, you know, no, no mercy. You know, clock's ticking. I'm up at the top of the hill, sitting in this truck, going, here we go. <laughs> Put it in gear, gave it a little gas. Thank God the thing didn't stall like it usually does when you depress, you know, release the clutch. And man, I went down that hill like it was a Coney Island roller coaster, and I just went, forget it. I'm not downshifting. I'm, I'm just, I'm putting a clutched the pedal to the floor and just coasting down on the brake. Of course, it was an old truck, and the brakes failed. And I hit the bottom of that hill, I don't know, going 40, 50 miles an hour. I don't know what I was doing, and the thing felt like it was going to fly apart. It was shaking so much. And I just shot right through traffic. I mean, I just literally, I went through a red light. Amazingly, didn't take anybody out. Started to go up another hill, which I realized it's the only time I'm going to be able to stop now because I got gravity working for me. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I could, I kind of turned the car to, you know, parallel. And you know, and I was just praying. I was going, God, if I have to do that again, I hope they got that shot, <laughs> which, which they did. Thank God. But uh, yeah, it's just crazy stuff that happens on a film sometimes. And, and and thank God that you came out of it okay. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking to you tonight. Uh, yep. Barry, this has been a lot of fun. I hope you'll join us one of these nights again on TV Confidential. I will. I appreciate you having me on. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash TV Confidential, x.com forward slash TV Confidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.